0: Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, Weekdays 1230 to 3,
1: 770 CHQR. I tell you what, and I know this, that if that were me mouthing off in a Denny's like this woman was captured on video doing, uh, I would be out on my you-know-what in an instant. It wouldn't even be a conversation. Now, maybe you could argue, sure, okay, Rob, you're more of a public face of your company, your employer. Uh, Certainly, if you did something like that, that would really harm the company. Now, what about someone, you know, who works way in the back in the office somewhere? Is it the same kind of thing for them? At what point can your employer say, you've brought disrepute upon the company we no longer want to associate with you? This woman who was caught on video... In this racist tirade uh, at a Denny's in Lethbridge, we learned yesterday, has been fired from her job. Apparently, she worked at a Dodge dealership in Cranbrook, B.C., which is where she lives. Uh, The company put out a statement basically saying that we apologize for her actions and that she has been terminated. I think the company's fearful that if she stays on as an employee, it's going to be seen as though they are condoning what she did. And I think companies are really loath when you think about their, their brand and their reputation to be seen as endorsing anything like that. But was she fired with cause? Because it could become an important legal question if she decides to challenge this. Now, calls to mind, we have the story a few years ago where – you might recall we had this spate of of incidents where people were yelling something really crude at female reporters who were doing live broadcasts. The one individual in particular was fired from Hydro One in Ontario. I believe eventually won his job back. So I wanted to explore some of these questions of where those lines are. Very pleased to welcome to the program. Uh, one of this country's uh, leading uh, experts on employment law, Howard Levitt, is a senior partner with Levitt LLP. Howard, thank you for joining us here. Welcome to the program. Well, thanks for having me. So, can someone be fired for their extracurricular activities?
0: Well, she was. Yes, she, she was. Absolutely. And I think a court was going to find that to be cause for discharge. It is so antithetical to the company's obligations under the Human Rights Code and in terms of their brand that they really couldn't keep her.
1: And that's reasonable, then, on the company's part, isn't it, to look at the situation, I- I right? Is.
0: Now, look, if it's close to the line, they're going to look at what you are and who you are and what you do For example, you, as you put it, it'd be easy to fire you for something like that because you are a public face, and she isn't. But when it goes that extreme, then the court is going to say you just can't afford as a company to have someone like that associated anyway with your brand. There was a case some years ago that went to court. Uh, Philip Kelly, he was an IT at Linnemar Corporation, and he was downloading child porn at home nothing to do with work at all, and he was criminally charged, and he had not even been convicted. The company heard of this and fired him, Linamar, in Guelph, Ontario, fired him right away, and the court said that's cause for discharge, because any news coverage of him before he's fired would have been Philip Kelly of Linamar Corporation associated with children porn, and that's antithetical, and the and same with his Dodge dealership. Any coverage of the story could have mentioned where she worked, and that, again, would have been so harmful to the company that obviously he wants to appeal to everybody to sell its cars that the court would find that to be caused for discharge without severance.
1: Now, it it may be a different situation as well if there's a union, if there's a contract, and it it can get potentially complex. And we saw it with the uh, situation of the employee of Idra One in Ontario who was heckling a female TV reporter with some pretty crude language. He was fired, but he was eventually rehired.
0: Well, let's be clear about that. He wasn't the one shouting the obscenity into the camera. He was essentially drunk and cheering that person on. But he wasn't the main aggressor, and he was rehired, but after a nine-month unpaid suspension. That didn't make the news. But I spoke to the arbitrator, and that, in fact, is what happened.
1: Right. So, so that's a clear he was distinction. He seriously penalized. Yeah.
0: And he wasn't the main instigator.
1: No, you're right. And I remember he almost became the face of it uh, because he was the one who who sort of lingered on camera explaining to the reporter why it was funny that the other person did it. But you're right. No, that's that's important. He wasn't the one who yelled it initially. Right.
0: So that likely would have made the difference. But arbitrators have essentially the same approach as a court. They have the power to reinstate, which a court doesn't, but they essentially have the same approach. They tend to be more lenient than courts are, and partly because they have to be, the arbitrator, remember, has to be hired by both sides. So they try and be fairly neutral. So it has to be really over the line before they're going to find permanent cause for discharge for a long-service employee who has had a blameless record until that moment. I guess if it a two-year employee, it would have been caused for his discharge, too, that hydro worker, even just being yeah. a cheerleader.
1: I suppose, though, that, that some companies might take the approach. If someone is, is genuinely remorseful and they're prepared to, to make amends, they're prepared to t- go into counseling, rehabilitation, or, or to do something to make up for what it was they did, maybe there's still a way where dismissal doesn't have to occur.
0: Well, I guess any company can have their internal human resource policy, but if I was advising a company and I saw this woman on camera and I was being Of course, broadcast and social media everywhere, I'd want her out of the workplace instantly. I would not want to provide any chance for her to make apologies and show remorse, because first of all, it wouldn't be believed by a lot of people, and it would be seen for what it is, which is attempting to keep her job, and there would be a lot of damage to the company. So the company has to make an economic decision, too. Do I want to keep this person and, and give them another chance, or are they going to cause too much damage, whatever remorse they show?
1: So in your opinion, if she felt she had been wrongly dismissed and was going to take the company to court, she wouldn't have much of a case?
0: I think that's correct. But more importantly, there's this, and people don't think about this. Let's assume she had a case. Maybe, maybe she's been a 25-year employee and the blameless record and a court might find it not to be cause for discharge. But yet, she's going to have to go and she's going to have to appear in court and the story would open all up again. And what's her chance of re-employability after that? It's one thing to have a bad one-day news hit. It's another thing to be in the papers, in the radio, on television, day in and day out, talking about your behavior when your name becomes synonymous with racism in Canada. She doesn't want to become its poster child either. And that, if she came to me, and even if she, I thought she had a case, I'd tell her not to take it.
1: I wonder, I mean, this seems like a clear-cut case, but i wonder where, where there's gray area. If I'm an employer and I got somebody who works for me and I don't like them and I'm looking for a reason to fire them and I start scouring through his Facebook and his Twitter and I say, aha, there's something he tweeted two years ago that to me looks kind of vaguely offensive. He's out of here. Would that be an overreaction?
0: Well, if other people, other employees are doing the same thing, and the employee could show evidence of that, and of course their lawyer would be looking for evidence of that, and you just pick this person, especially if they can show he had an axe to grind with this person to begin with and wanted to get rid of them and it was seen to be opportunistic, you might not only lose the case as an employer, you might actually end up paying some punitive damages for that kind of conduct.
1: So it's important to keep in mind, I mean, people use social media all the time. and can be pretty casual about it. Say, hey, it's my Twitter, it's my Facebook, I'm going to do and say what I want, but... There are some pitfalls, assume it, right?
0: Assume it's going to be shown on this radio station <laughs> the next day. That's how everybody should operate. And remember, there's social media. It's not just your post, what you post yourself or what your friends or supposed friends post. It's what you do on a day-to-day basis because you don't know who's recording you, you at any given time. Like, this person didn't realize she was being recorded and videoed.
1: Well, yeah, and maybe we should assume that we are, right? Well, we Always act as we're... though you maybe you are.
0: Remember that um, National Basketball Association team owner who was talking to his girlfriend and making some racist remarks a year ago, and of course she was taping it. And that was it for him in the NBA.
1: Well, it's the world we live in. I mean, for better or for worse, that's, that's just the reality, isn't it?
0: We have to understand that. We can't act inappropriately ever. Or if we do, we have to understand there's a real risk. There's cameras and tapes everywhere these days.
1: Good point, Howard. We'll leave it there. More at levittllp.com. Appreciate the insight as always. Thanks for joining us here. Thank you. Bye Take bye. care. Howard Levitt, uh, employment law, labor law expert, uh, Levitt LLP in Toronto. So that's not to say you have to walk around to being paranoid. I mean, it seems pretty obvious. Just don't be an awful person, right? Don't say horribly racist things, and you should be fine. I suppose that you can make an argument that something might seem offensive to somebody that's not offensive to somebody else. And so if you uh, tweet something or put something on Facebook, that's a little off color, a little provocative, a little racy maybe. How far can your employer go in saying that's it? You've embarrassed this company. You're out the door. And is this what we wanted to happen to this woman? I mean, that's certainly something that, uh, you know, if the uh, social media mob wants to get uh, its pound of flesh, someone's done something offensive, or all mad at that person, let's figure out where they work. And we'll get it to a point where the company will have no choice but to fire that person. Because that's what they deserve. Is that what she deserved? Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.